Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Duval County. Thank you for tuning into this episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the crack epidemic. Um, this is a series I'm doing called the Negro Wake Up Call Part 3. I already did part 1 and part 2. This is part 3, the crack 1980s crack epidemic. Now, in life, you have to understand that there's no coincidence in life. Everything happened for a reason. Um, that's why I do this, um, those podcasts to really enlighten my listeners about what have taken place in the past and what's going to take place in the future of this nation. Now, the crack epidemic, um, it was very prominent in the late 70s to um, the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, the crack epidemic was done, it was architect by your fed, the federal government. Um, jo, uh, George Bush Sr. was very involved in it. He was part of, part of that and well, um, Reagan knew about it. He acted like he didn't know about it, but it was him and Oliver North. We sounded, um, they were doing deal with Nicaragua, Noriega and um, the Shah and they were trading weapons with Iran with um, drug money, and that drug money was bringing drugs to America, um, bringing it to the, the black community. Specifically, they picked the black community. In the 1970s, cocaine was very prominent in the disco era. Those of us who grew up in the disco era know exactly what I'm talking about. Cocaine was very cocaina, uh, white girls, uh, was very prominent in the disco scene in Hollywood till today. But they use other drugs today. But cocaine was very, uh, it was a drug of rich people. Now, when the crack epidemic came, you know, crack was when they mixed uh, baking soda as a free base to, uh, they tested in the lab. You see, all those things were tested in the lab by the US government because that's how you can get somebody addicted to those things. So it was tested in the lab. They said, well, this thing gonna make billions of dollars. So we're gonna test it in the market. Which market they chose? The black community. So the term war on drug was quoted by Nixon in 1971, November 1971. Um, that term was quoted by Nixon. And um, you, know, you know about Nixon, uh, very racist uh, fellow. Um, he was part of the, of the Klan. Um, he was a Freemason also, um, well, skull and bones. That being said, you have to know that the crack epidemic decimated the black community as a whole because the law and then they went and put a lot of racial racist law um to dismantle the, the 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 core of the family which is the black men a lot of black men went to jail because there was um dealing and drugs and a lot of them would get set up by the fbi some of them got set up by policemen and consequently they end up serving, serving like life in jail you know 20 years to life so a lot of, and that dismantled the black family. The, you know, the black family was dismantled throughout the 80s. A lot of our parents, our uh, aunties and friends of friends, classmates, those of us who grew up in the 80s can relate to that. A lot of people have got killed. A lot of people got, be, got become addicted to crack cocaine. So it was done. It was architect by US, the, the U.S. government primarily who was pushing it forward is Oliver North and George Bush Sr. I repeat, Oliver North, he was a general in the U.S. Army. He was involved with Nicaragua. He trained Ariega and Fort Brad. So all those guys, they were involved 
and this architect and this war on drugs on the black community to decimate the black community. That's why I say the U.S. government, they have done a tremendous uh, damage on the black community as a whole. Um, They're not your friend, by and large. The U.S. government is not your friend. So the crack epidemic, and you have to guess it, what movie came out in 1981? Uh, It was Scarface. Scarface was basically on a a Cuban immigrant uh, that came to the the second exodus from um, Cuba. Uh, That was a political asylum. He came to America and he started dealing drugs and he became rich and dealing drugs instead of cocaine from the Colombians. So that's why that movie was based on. It became one of the biggest movies of the decade. Uh, by far one of the movies in the 21st century. Everybody know about Scarface. And that movie was loosely based on what was taking place in America at that particular time. So those of us who watch Scarface, me, I've watched that movie over 100 times throughout the decades. I've watched it over 100 times. But there's a lot of correlation between Scarface because, like I say, art imitates life. There's a lot of correlation between the crack epidemic and Scarface. That was a preview of what's to come. But like I said before, the crack epidemic had decimated the, uh, the black community as a whole. And crack was producing the lab to have black people more addicted, become more addicted. It was, very, it was free basing, it was addictive. In 1988, uh, illicit drugs in the street uh, value about uh, one gram was valued about 75 to $100 per gram. So that's a lot of money. Uh, from cocaine was about the the purest cocaine was about 30 percent to 75 percent that was in 1988 so the street value per gram crack cocaine was about 75 to 100 dollars per gram so that's how much money they were making billions of dollars were making by the government like i said the acronym for gods is is um gold oil and drugs uh those are the three things that the u.s government have been fighting for for the past hundred years uh, if you don't understand that fact, go look it up. Go read some books. That's the acronym. Gold, Oil, and Drug, G-O-D. Not the Almighty God. That's the acronym that's on the dollar bill. You must know what, that's, what that represents, the acronym. So drug have really decimated the black community, uh, the Negro community as a whole uh, throughout the, you know, this country. Whether it's the North, East, West, it doesn't matter. He had destroyed the black community. One can argue. And they have done many documentaries on that specific subject, the crack epidemic. And he was architect by the U.S. government. He was pushed by George Bush Sr. in Oliver North with the Senate in Panama and Nicaragua. Doing the, they were trading guns for drug with the Iran and the Shah. So there's a lot of things that we as you know, so-called black, so-called African-American was not aware of. Even Freeway free Week, Freeway told you that uh, he was part of that um, stuff. He was recruited by the CIA to push drugs into the black community. He got caught up in that stuff. He was making like, what, $5 million a day or $3 million a day at its peak. So there's a lot of uh, money that was made. Billions of dollars were made during that decade. Um, a lot of people lost their life and their fa- livelihood due to the fact they were sent to jail because of... Um, crack cocaine, whether, whether they were selling it or they were using it. And the, 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 the crime bill of 94, that was not the, the catalyst, but that law put a lot of black men, three strike you out, Bill Clinton laws, 
Um, you know, you have um, Joe Biden. He 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 um, he um, drafted a bill back in '85, where if you get one ounce of um, a crack or weed, you get like you know five to ten, you know ten to fifteen years in jail. So that was Joe Biden, the crime bill, and I spoke about that very eloquently on the on the podcast of the crime, the 1994 crime bill, and I correlate the 1985 and '86 crime bill that was put in the books just to decimate the black community as a whole. These people have no interest in you. They don't care about you. They're here to control you, to kill you, and dismiss you. That's it. They don't care about your livelihood. They don't care about your well-being. If they do, they would have put something in place for you and your children. They stole your wealth through, you know, through an Congress, and now they try to destroy you to medicine, to drugs, all those things they try to destroy to laws, and those laws are very, all these laws in the books are very racist and, and biased. When you look at the justice system, very biased and racist laws. <coughs> Excuse me. You look at the healthcare system, very racist and biased. You know, it goes on the, the school system, racist and biased. You know, the housing system, racist and biased. All those systems were created by yours truly, your government with those international bankers to control the black community and to control the wealth, to not only control the wealth, to take the wealth away from the black, from the Negro community, uh, copper tone American, copper color American. So that what I'm saying is that those are things we must address, we must research as a people. And I do this for the average listener, like I told this is just... For the young, for the youth and the average listener that can come here and listen to what I got to say. This is just my perspective. Everything I say can be fact-checked. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But Oliver North and George Bush Sr. was very involved in the drug trade and the crack epidemic. Like I told you before, the term war on drug was quoted by Nixon, Richard Nixon. He was a Republican. He quoted that term, war on drugs, in 1975. 75, that was a year. And then he took off the he took the the dollar off the gold standard in 1971. So in 1975, he quoted the term war on drugs. It was not Reagan. I know you guys say Reagan, no. And Reagan too, he deregulated the, the market, the housing market. Remember the 1985, the market crashed in 1985. Uh, those of us who know what happened with the with the stock uh, stock market in '85, it crashed. So Reagan deregulate the market. You can argue that uh, unemployment rate was really high in the early '80s and the mid '80s. Unemployment rate was very high in the black community and national. It was a, it was very high. Now Reagan have become the poster child for the Republican Party, which is ludicrous to me. When you look at all his executive orders, and that's why he almost got killed too. They was gonna kill him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he was gonna get assassinated, but he got lucky. He got away. But what I'm saying is that, and then guess who took over after he left the uh, the White House? Yours truly, Bush Senior, Poppy. He took over. Okay, he took over as the next president. Is there a coincidence? No, it's by design. Okay, he was doing he was doing dealing deal with Saddam Hussein. 
Saddam was saying they want to use the U.S. dollar because, you know, the U.S. dollar don't have no value. Like I told you guys before, the U.S. currency have no value. It's fiat money. So Saddam didn't want to use the U.S. currency. So therefore, they had a backlash. They had a disagreement. They had a disagreement with the U.S. government. So they had to go up there and dismantle Iraq and take over the oil field. When Iraq went to war, Iran, guess who backed Iran? Guess who backed Iraq? Iraq. It was yours truly, the U.S. government. They back him up. They give him all the weapons. They give him all the guns, all the tanks. All was given to him by the U.S. government. And Bush was very involved in those deals. Don't get it twisted. Bush Sr. was very involved. And he made billions of dollars uh, of the oil in Iraq. So is his son. So the crack epidemic was very crucial uh, to, to the government to, dis, to destabilize the black community to addiction. Now the heroin now, see now white people are addicted to heroin. You see how they try to give them mental health, they try to help them out. But when black people got uh, addicted to crack cocaine, there was no, nothing for them. Either you die or you go to jail. You choose one, die or go to jail. And that's why a lot of people have died in the decades of the 80s and the 90s to crack cocaine. And that's why a lot of people, they grew up without their father because their fathers were involved in using drugs or selling drugs. So consequently, a lot of those kids, they grew up without their father in the 80s and the early 90s. There's a lot of... If you go look at the, the, the black community as a whole... In the 70s and the 60s, the fathers were very involved. There were two things that really break the black family. It was the feminist movement and the crack epidemic. You can argue this all day with me if you want, but I'm just saying those are the two factors, the two main factors that took the men out the house. Then you say the welfare too. Welfare is another one that took the men out the house because a lot of people, when they apply for welfare, they couldn't put their husband on the paperwork because... They was not going to get any benefit. They wouldn't get no food step, no, uh, no housing if the husband was living at the house, which is demonic. Why would you say the, the woman have to remove the husband at the house? And that's what the government was doing. So if you apply for food step or housing, you can have your, um, your boyfriend, your husband live with you in the house, which is crazy and demonic. So those liberals laws by the so-called Jews, they create those liberal laws like social security, and um, food stamp, welfare, they create those laws in the crack epidemic to control and dismantle the black people on a physical level, on a mental level, on a spiritual level to dismantle the black community. Then they wonder why we act like this. They wonder why we behave like that. That was your byproduct. You put this on us. You got us addicted to drugs. You know, you give us diseases like AIDS, cancer, all the diseases that you give us and we're still here we ain't going nowhere we like roaches we can multiply and multiply just like dust we shall rise once more because we are the chosen people of the book no matter what you do to us we'll still rise like dust we'll still rise so the crack epidemic was very detrimental to our mental health physical health and spiritual health because when you're addicted to drug you're not in your 
right state of mind. So a lot of us, our parents, our grand, um, our cousin, our brothers and sisters, were addicted to crack cocaine. Consequently, that destroyed the whole family structure in the black community, in the Negro community, as a whole. So the crack epidemic was architect uh, to destroy the black uh, the black community. Don't let nobody fool you with this. Oh, it was a what do, what do you mean war on drugs? The government have all the avenues to control the drug flow into this country. If they want to stop the drug flow into this country, they can stop it overnight. Okay, don't let them fool you with this. Oh, we had war on drug. No, no, there's no war on drug. Drug bring billions and trillions of dollars annually to, to, America, to U.S. government. They use that money to do their COVID operation throughout the world. That's why they don't tell you. That drug money that they confiscated from those average dealers, they use that money to do their operation. And guess what? The, the CIA have no oversight, which means the government doesn't know what the CIA does. Okay, that's why JFK and Eisenhower, those presidents, they warn you about those guys. They told you they have no oversight. They can do as they please. Eisenhower is the first one that talk about the, um, the military complex. President Eisenhower, he was elected after Truman. He told you that in the 1950s. JFK told you that in the early 60s, that those guys have no oversight. And that's why it was bad for the U.S. for the U.S. people, the American people as a whole, because the CIA have no oversight. The drug money, they use the drug money to do their covert operation throughout the Middle East, Africa, Asia, the South America, and Central America, and in this country. So you wonder where they get all this money, those billions and trillions of dollars? No, they get it from drug money. That's why I, I, I did the episode about the acronym of GOD. That acronym stood for is gold, oil, and drugs. Those are the three things we fight for in, around the world. Gold, number one, oil, number two, and drugs. See, that's the acronym, gold, G-O-D, not the almighty. No, it does not represent the almighty. It represents those three entities, gold, oil, and drugs. Those are the three things we've been fighting for for the past hundred years now. You must know that. You must understand that. There is, there is no coincidence in life. Everything happened for a reason. Okay? When you look at the black community, it wasn't, it wasn't like that before. It was All those things that they do to us is by design. They're still doing stuff to us. Like right now, they have the 5G. I told you 5G's electromagnetic field is bad for your health. They tell you, they market like this is, is a way to download files on your phone. But be careful with it. It's very harmful to your health. So the same thing is, is there's no coincidence. There's nothing new in, under the sun. Like Ecclesiastes told you in the Bible, there's nothing new under the sun. So I do this from the bottom of my heart. And God put this hunger of knowledge for me to share with my listeners. And I'm not getting money from this. If I get money from it, great. I'm doing it from the passion of my heart. And I'm doing it to help my people to evolve, to change their mindset. You must know how this government operates. A lot of us, you know, we like to sing Kumbaya. We don't know how this government operates. It's a very demonic from top to bottom. You're dealing with principalities here. You're dealing with evilness. 
demonic forces. They, the government, the, the U.S. government, do not have Negro American best interests at heart. Not only Negro American, anybody interests, including so-called whites, pale face. They don't have your best interests at heart. They have shown that in 9/11. They show you that during Vietnam. They have shown that during Iraq and Afghanistan. They show you that they don't have your best interests at heart. They have shown that in plenty uh, instances. They have shown you. They have shown you. They do not have your best interests at heart, and particularly the Negro American. You guys are delusional. With the Democrat Party, like I told you guys before, is a plantation. They, they used to be the Dixiecrat, one of the racist party in this country. They still are, but they're more liberal now, right? They are more liberal now than before. Before they was more conservative. But that being said, you must understand how this uh, government works. Like I told you before. Your politician, your Congress, your senators, and your president, head of states, all these people, they are controlled by lobbyists. Like I said, lobbyists are pimping them. That's why they cannot get nothing done for you. So you elect them in office, but they cannot do nothing for you because they're being bought out and sold out by um, international bankers. You must know that. You must understand that. The crack ep- epidemic was the worst besides segregation it was one of the worst it's not the worst but it was one of the worst um, uh, uh, they did on on black people in this country uh, it decimated the black community because they were taking the father out the house to welfare and, the, and a lot of black people have become addicted to crack cocaine like I said cocaine was a was a party drug for a rich white people if you grew up in the 70s, during the disco era, uh, from the 1970 on to 1978-79, cocaine was a high, it was very expensive to get. So more, uh, black people could not afford cocaine unless you were a celebrity, like, you know, Richard Pryor. He did some cocaine himself. So a lot of those celebrities that used cocaine, they were black celebrities, but the average, person could not get cocaine at, at its purest form because uh, cocaine was a party drugs uh, during the disco era. It was introduced during the disco era. Club 54, that ring the bell? Club 54 in Manhattan. Hmm. A lot of those a lot of those people that was going to that club, they were on that, they was using cocaina. They used they was using that white girl. Cocaine. They was using cocaine. So the crack it was a free base where they took baking soda and mix it with the coke, with the cocaine, and um, that's how they they was done. They was making so much money from me. Like I told you, in 1988, um, it, was, it was going. The street value of the per gram was about $75 to $100 per gram for crack cocaine. That was the street value in 1988. So the crack epidemic was architected by the U.S. Uh, government was implemented by George Bush and uh, Oliver North and the rest of the uh, people of the, uh, the military, the U.S. government. They was very involved in this um, with the Nicaragua, Noriega, and uh, Iran, and the Shah, and they were very involved with this drug epidemic, and they were using the black community as, a, as, a, as an experiment. And that destroyed a lot of lives, a lot of people through that process. 
And like I said, is a this government have a lot? It's very demonic. It's a lot of things. A lot of payback. And God gonna deal with them first and foremost. Because when you do that to a people, you're gonna pay. America, she's gonna pay for a deed, a dirty deeds. She shall pay for those things. You're not gonna get away with all those crimes that you have committed throughout the centuries. So that being said, this is for my average list listeners. Um, like I said, I'm gonna leave you uh, with this one, or one one note. There's no coincidence in life. Everything happened for a reason. That's why I do this podcast to enlighten you guys on what taking place in the past and what's gonna take place in the future. And this is for the youth, primarily for the youth and the average listeners. So thank you for tuning into this episode. This is a part three series, the crack epidemic, 1980 crack epidemic on love.